Hey Star Wars fans, welcome to another episode of the Jedi Council podcast. I am your host Alex and it is great for you to be with us today. If you are listening to us for the very first time, welcome. We hope to keep you entertained for the next hour, hour and a half-ish of everything and anything Star Wars. If you are a returning listener, thank you very much for listening to us again. We are clearly doing something right to keep you guys coming back to us on a regular basis. And as per usual... I'm not alone. It'd be a really bad podcast if I was. Uh, but I'm here with two fellow members, maybe three if he can make it, uh, of the Jedi podcast. First and foremost, it's my good buddy and my brother in the force, Dave. Say hello, Dave. Hello, Dave. I really thought you were just going to stop at the end of hello there. <laughs> Is I'm that not teasing to make me? different this time. <laughs> And yes, we also have the First Lady of the Jedi Council podcast again, is Miss Mera Ranger. Say hello, Mera. Hello, Mera. Ah, so you're straight in, no teasing. Thank you very much, Mera. <laughs> it's good to be back with you guys on the mic. Uh, Ali, uh, he may join us at some point, we don't know. Uh, it's slightly questionable, we hope he can, uh, but nervous. If he does, wonderful. If he doesn't, you're missing out, mate, but nevertheless... Uh, all good. So, guys, yes, we've got a bit of a busy agenda um, to kind of go through today. First and foremost, we are celebrating the one-year anniversary stroke, one-year birthday of the Jedi Council. Uh, yes, we are a year old, so that's we're going to have a quick conversation about the last year and the first year, I should say, uh, of the Jedi Council. We're going to jump into a couple of bits of news uh, that have been going on over the past week, as obviously we were with you last week. So I think there's a few bits and pieces around the Mandalorian in particular uh, that we're going to quickly touch on. And uh, also some bits and pieces that were that were announced last week, actually, about Galaxy's Edge that we never got around to talking about that I just quickly thrown into the agenda as well. Plus, we have an amazing topic of the week this week, which we've been trying to be speaking to you guys about for a while, is Stormtroopers. Or should I just say... Troopers, because there have been many, and that is obviously going to be part of one of our conversations that we're going to have with you guys. So, first and foremost, we're a year old. We're growing, we are no longer babies, we are infants in the Star Wars podcasting world. How are you feeling about that? Does this mean that we're toddlers or are we still using furniture to get around? Uh, oh, I'd probably say we're still using furniture. Still using furniture. Fair enough. Yeah. Right. yeah. Still, we're like, still, we're, that. Yeah, we've still got the training wheels on. Uh, we've still got the stabilizers on, but we're getting there, I think. Cruising, I think it's called. Happy birthday to you. Oh, wow. Oh. Oh, amazing, Mera. Thank you for that. Oh, secret hidden talent there. Didn't expect that. Thank you. I'm full of surprises. <laughs> oh, that's why we love having you on the show, Mera. Absolutely. So whilst Alex and myself are talking inanely, we've got Mera who can sing like an angel. Yeah, yeah. I think Mera's doing it better than us, mate. Let's be honest. So... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're, we're a year old um, and it's been quite a year it's been. Um, obviously, this time last year, Dave and I concocted the idea to start a Jedi, well, Star Wars focused podcast stroke website stroke news thing. Um, uh, and obviously, we, we kind of came up with the Jedi Council. Dave, you've wrote 
a brilliant piece um, that is now obviously on our website, www.the-jedi-council.com. Uh, so, guys, if, if you want to go and check it out, go to our news section and our opinion section. The article is on there. Uh, but, Dave, you know, th- think about this time last year when we just came up with this idea. You know, we've now done 25-ish podcasts, give or take. Uh, we've got some articles on our website. We're now way over 2,000 followers on Twitter. Didn't really expect to get that much traction in the first year. I don't know about you. No, no, I'm amazed by this. Um, thank you, everybody, just for for tweeting, for following, for listening, for reading, for um, joining in, for for being part of what we're trying to do. Really appreciate that. Really, really appreciate that. We're nothing without you lot. Yeah. Absolutely. I kind of echo that 100%. You know, there's there's no Jedi Council without the, the listeners, the friends that we have across every form of social media, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and of course, the podcast, you know, these are the pillars that we're kind of building our success on, uh, that, well, we'd like to continue our success. Um, and it's also got to a point where we've kind of grown. When you think about it, Dave, it was just you and I uh, last year. We then spoke to another buddy, Andy, obviously Mr. Lego himself. Uh, and he jumped on board very quickly. So it's always good to have the three of us soon to quickly become the four of us where Ali participated in a few articles initially. And all of a sudden he kind of jumped on a couple of the podcasts and has become a member of the family. And his social media awareness and knowledge has actually made where we are from a Twitter perspective kind of even better because he's he's the one that's kind of driven us to get over 2000 followers uh, and friends so that's a big round of applause for him and obviously through the growing number of, of of people that interact with us on twitter is how we found mera you know mera you've you've kind of been part of the crew for 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 way over 6 months give or take now um how are you finding being a member of the jedi council wow well i i still kind of have to pinch myself cuz i'm like um you know, I get to play in the boys club. You come down to our level. Yeah. Well, it's just kind of really, it, it's wonderful. I mean, it certainly, it was not what I expected. And I was, as you know, very hesitant to join because, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I love Star Wars, but yeah, well, I fit in and all that other stuff. You know, it runs through your head and I'm just like, okay, I'll talk about droids. And next thing you know, you're just like, they're asking me again. I'm like, oh, I didn't scare them off and I didn't talk too much. So, yay. <laughs> and uh, no, I have enjoyed every single moment of it. It has been a very nice surprise and I feel very welcomed and um uh, a, a part of the family, and it's we a are, lovely. Family. We, we are one family. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. I remember when you first joined. But I, I was going to say, I remember when you first joined. Because we were chatting to each other on Twitter, mm-hmm. and, and I was I was then talking to the the the, the rest of the, the 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 team, and it was a case of yeah, there's this, there's this lady called Mara, Mara, and she, yeah, yeah, Mara Ranger. It's like, all right, it's like Mara and Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, it's like Mara and Skywalker. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the, the first time, because we'd not spoke to you before that very first podcast. Right. And all of a sudden, it's Mara. It's not Mara, it's Mara. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. That's funny. And a lot of people think my name is, you know, a handle, Mara Jade. Yes. Um, and I assume uh... that they pronounce it Mara. 
um, in the books. They probably don't. But um, and it's funny because my middle initial begins with J. And I had been thinking about it when I first set up you know, <laughs> Twitter. But yeah, anyway, it, but my name really is Mara. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, it's lovely to be a part of the gang. And it is good to have you part of the team. Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, we have we've got quite a, a nice variety of individuals on the on the podcast and part of the team. I feel you know, uh, yeah. and it does keep it interesting. Uh, yeah. it keeps the debate going amongst us when we aren't tweeting uh, or whatever. Whenever in your WhatsApp group. Um, and it is, it's, it's kind of awesome to get this together. And again, just to echo something you said earlier on, Dave, you know, uh, we, we can't do this without the people that interact with us, that listen to us, that kind of engage with what we're doing. And, you know, from a, from a Twitter perspective, obviously I touched on earlier on, we've got over 2000 followers. I've just brought up our Twitter, uh, handle. We have 2,147 followers uh, on Twitter, which is just absolutely mind blowing that, that we've kind of got this far. Um, you know, and if we can get get going even more so within the next uh, year, you never know. In in the next year, we'll be celebrating our second birthday. We might even be hitting three, maybe even four thousand followers, and that'd be awesome if we are. Uh, and again, okay. listeners, thank you very much, very much for for kind of being along the journey with us. Because let's be honest, Dave, Mira, we're still learning. Um, we aren't professional podcasters. We do this in our spare time uh, for the love of we're Star Wars. Far, we're far from professional. <laughs> <laughs> but people say they love it, that it, they love the informality, that there's no, we have an agenda and we follow it. And yet we're not, we're not um, married to not, that or not, tied yeah, to that. No, <laughs> definitely not true. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, and I think the, uh, the the flexibility is is all, a one of the nice things about our podcast, but I also think it's because lack of organisation <laughs> more than anything. Um, because let's be honest, this is this is a hell of a lot of fun for us, and we hope that comes across to, to you listeners that we are uh, doing this a for fun and b for the love of Star Wars, uh, and hopefully we'll continue to keep bumbling our way along. Um, we might, you know, one day I like to think I can call us a professional outfit. Uh, I'm not too sure how long that might be, uh, but maybe one day, you know, who knows? Yeah, well, yeah. We get the theme song. How's that? <laughs> yes. You can write the theme song and sing the theme song. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Stick some uh, classical music under that, and we've got ourselves a uh, Star Wars, the Jedi Council. Uh, uh, podcasting absolutely mera <laughs> that is your challenge over the christmas break is to come up with something as a intro piece of music um i'm sure george williams uh john williams i should say uh, loves george the, williams. The, yeah i know that was a combination of george <laughs> lucas and john williams uh. <laughs> next thing i'll be calling him john lucas um no, i'm sure john williams loves me using his false theme uh, and the royalties that probably go along with it every time i download it uh, but nevertheless it would be good for us to get something in mirror that that's yeah if you, you know no no pressure uh, oh, i'm sure you're busy over christmas but, uh, yeah. <laughs> excellent there you go listeners um you know by 2019 we'll even have our own theme tune yeah uh, let's try you know we'll get it on spotify as well no. <laughs> and we could start charging royalties <laughs> absolutely absolutely amazing oh i can see that the, the, the pound and dollar signs already 
we'll do a couple of variations and people will just be jealous <laughs> oh we'll do a remix you know it's popular to do like a bit of a, a dance remix or an edm mix we'll do one of those uh maybe throw in a hip-hop version um i'm sure randy can rap uh he yeah. loves a bit of hip-hop uh but he's, uh, he's got some sound engineer Ooh, yeah, he, yeah, he did music. Uh, well, I did music as an A level um, as well. It's type of like technical thing. Yeah, music technology. Yeah. But we have deviated way off course. Um, as per Just usual. Just for change. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> first time listeners, go back to our back catalogue, listen to some of the podcasts, and if you can find one where we don't completely deviate off the topic i will be incredibly surprised and for those of you guys that do listen to us on a regular basis you know this is a normal thing so just clearly roll with it so you know that's what we do (laughs) but uh to get us back on track yes we are we are one year old happy birthday to us uh and thank you again to to each and every one of you that kind of downloads our podcast tweets our tweets getting gets involved uh, and hopefully we keep you guys entertained uh going forward as well well, just a, a quick, couple of quick words as well, because um, obviously this is the most um, um, obvious thing that we do. But um, I just wanted to also thank some of the contributors to our website. So you've got Tully. I think um, her and Ali did some of the first articles for us that weren't done by us. Um, mm. And then obviously Ali then joined us. Um and then we've also had Justin, Red Eye Jedi, um, who's also done an uh, article for us. And mm-hmm. I've got one that I'm just about to edit and put up on the website from a guy called John. I can't remember your last name, but I, it's it, all the emails I've had from him have been from John. So it's John. Um, and that's about his rebuilding of, of a classic Millennium Falcon. Mm. Um, which will be really good when I, I finally get up on the website. And so that's rebuilding you. the classic Lego Millennium Falcon, isn't it? No, no. Or is it the actual nineteen seventy seven? Yes. Oh, cool. Okay. Kenna would be Kenner, wouldn't it? So yes, he he. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I won't go over the what you said. Yes, it is the the classic nineteen seventies um, Kenner Millennium Falcon. So oh, fantastic. Um, we've got photos. We've got his his dialogue about what he's done and how he's done it. So I'll, I'll edit it and get it all up on the website as quickly as I can. Lovely. I told him I'll get it done this weekend, this this week for him. So so I just want to say thank thank you as well to to the contributors who who aren't the vocal contributors that we are. Um, everything that you've done has helped us. People listen or, or read what you've provided people have commented on it so thank you very much Tully if you want to do another article for us about the 501st or about your fandom in in the Netherlands anything really we're more than happy to have it and uh, Justin if you want to do more book reviews again more than happy to to get them up on the website the more the merrier mm-hmm. yeah and I suppose yeah as we're kind of quick doing a, a couple of shout outs obviously shout out to Mike Tate, who obviously won the competition, um, you know, he liked us enough that he wants to meet us, which is quite a big thing, uh, first and foremost. Uh, but also a shout out to somebody who we first spoke to, I'd say summer in and around last year, which was uh, David from Followers of the Force. He was kind enough to invite Dave and I onto his podcast to talk about 
our kind of introduction to Star Wars and a little bit about that as well. So again, without us kind of putting our heads together to do the Jedi Council, we wouldn't have been involved in that awesome podcast with the followers of the Force as well. Mm. And we've we've got longtime followers such as Jake, uh, Sean Marwood. Um, try to think now. Um, DJ Admiral. Yes. Yes, yeah. Admiral. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, Mother Tamsin. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, thank you very much for everybody. 100%. Neil. Yeah, and little Neil. <laughs> Neil, yes, very positive. Is Neil? Yeah. Oh, goodness, yes. We can't do without him. Cool. And I think that's the a good way to kind of wrap up uh, our one-year anniversary. Um, stick around for another year. We'll come back for number two next year. Fingers crossed this time next year. Uh, but jumping into our new section of the week, um, it's been a kind of a slow, slow week to a certain extent. Um, but what has been interesting, and, and Dave, you commented on this on our WhatsApp group the other day, and that something that we said last week, um, and basically went out on a bit of a limb based on what we kind of know about the Mandalorian. There's been a lot of rumours this week in particular that Sabine Wren, who is obviously from initially introduced to us in Rebels, she's going to be part of the Mandalorian TV show. And that's something that we kind of hit on last week when we was discussing the name of the actress who has been cast. I can't remember her name. Gina. 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 She's obviously casting there, and you you picked up on the point of the resemblance with the, the hair hairstyle, Dave. And you've obviously seen this as well, and kind of going into a little bit more detail if you can about some of the stuff that you've read that she could be Sabine Wren potentially. Well, it was more that there's <clears throat> to go back to what we said originally. We are one years old. We are amateurs. We are amateurs. We're loving doing it, but we are amateurs. We scour. Um, social media just to see what news is out there because at, at this point in time we don't have those contacts who work at Lucasfilm, we don't have those contacts who are out in California who are involved in any of the filming I wish we did, maybe one day as we become a little bit more mature and a little bit more well we'll never be grown up but if, as we, as our podcast and, and website and news becomes a little bit more mature and, and maybe picked up by by more fans, then then potentially we'll make those contacts and and we will have first hand knowledge of a lot of this. But yeah, so I've been looking at what's popping up on my feeds on social media, Facebook and, and Twitter and what have you, and it's it's coming from a few sources by the look of it but they're all pointing towards um some 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 source on set with the mandalorian because i believe avatars being filmed um in an adjacent um studio or or film set so yeah there, there was a few things about the crossover between the two and you seeing cast members from both and, and what have you so i thought that was that was kind of cool but one one of the things that I pick, picked up on was there was a suggestion. First thing I saw was was there was a suggestion that there would be somebody from Rebels who we already knew. So I picked up that one first. And I, to be honest, I could be going out completely missing missing <laughs> it. Uh, but there was the suggestion that there was a possibility of, of there being a a character from Rebels appearing in the Mandalorian. And then I saw another one where they were talking about they were using a helmet. Or there was a helmet, and I think that was that was the one where 
there was the discussion with the avatar as well. Um, and you could actually see uh, there was a conversation that they had actually seen a helmet that was very similar to Sabine Wren's helmet. Now, the, there was then a debate as to whether were there other Mandalorians who had that owl shaped helmet of hers or was, was hers unique and, and what have you. So there was a little bit of a debate that I saw around that. Um, but ultimately, there was the suggestion that um, it, it could well be Sabine's. And then there was somebody else who then picked up on the fact that, that hey, doesn't doesn't this, this Gina, she'd be about the right age, would she be a good fit for Sabine? Which is something that we'd pulled out a week ahead of all of this, this hitting these more mature um, Star Wars outlets. Um, so yeah, I might, I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting two and two together here. I could be getting the wrong number completely, but there's a lot of bits and pieces, anecdotal things now popping up that are all implying that it is Sabine. Mm. Um, I mean, there was a suggestion. One one person suggested that they'd always assume that Sabine was a more Oriental-looking character, um, and then they were discussing the fact that Jean Gina's um lineage led back to Italy so that that would be more of a Mediterranean look to her rather than a, a, an oriental look um so yeah so I, I don't know I'm I'm clutching at straws here mm. maybe but there's a lot of few anecdotal bits and pieces here which seems to corroborate what we guessed at last week mm-hmm. yeah and you'd like to think there's no smoke without fire yes because it's multiple sources I've seen this popping up on now. It's it's not just coming from one website. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? If if it was one website that was and it was being referenced over and over again, that's when it starts to get slightly questionable. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, where we're seeing it in, in different different places, that's uh, that's obviously a good thing uh, that, that we could be onto something. Yeah, be nice that we are onto something. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And again, it's another fan favourite returning. Um, you know, Sabine was, I think initially, uh, a lot of people were a bit like, oh, it's, it's a female Mandalorian, that's awesome. Uh, but over time, she again, she kind of emphasised that she is a great character um, through through the Rebels. show. even going back to lead um, the Mandalorians at some point during, the, during season three, I think it was. Um, and then obviously came back to, to fight the final fight. So that's going to be really interesting. Uh, and the other thing about the Mandalorian that's kind of leaked out, as it were, is that we believe that the actual shows are going to be set five years after the return of the Jedi. Mm. You know, the Empire has <clears throat> fallen. Uh, the Empire, the Emperor is dead. Vader is dead. Spoiler alert, if you've not seen Return of the Jedi, everyone. <laughs> um, but if you listen to this podcast, I'd like to think you have. Uh, but nevertheless, whatever alert. Uh, the empire is 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 kind of over, uh, and therefore it's set five years after uh, Return of the Jedi. I think that's a pretty good time frame because it's the empire is dead. It's before the first order has risen, so it's it's as if the, the galaxy is in limbo. Uh, especially with the, the the kind of piece of information that's following along with this, that it's going to be set in the outer rim, which mm. again leads to the thought that news might kind of not get out there that fast who knows but hey do they care we know that the outer rim isn't exactly a priority for the for the empire uh it was pretty much the inner core and the middle core if that's a if that's the right phrase um and the outer rim were quite 
kind of left alone to do their own thing. You know, we see that in in, in Tatooine, um, I think it is, uh, where they don't like the credits in in the Phantom Menace. I know that's the uh, the the new the, the Republic, as it were, not the actual Empire. But nevertheless, we know that the Outer Rim is not a big deal um, for for the Empire, and I think that's an interesting place to start this, Dave. What do you think? No, I agree. It, it means that you'll potentially still have Imperial garrisons out there who are, are, are like splinter with no no direct mm. chain of command, trying to do their own thing, maybe. Um, maybe not even, like you said, maybe they don't even know that the Emperor's dead. Maybe they don't even know the Empire's deceased by this Exactly. That, yeah, it could be anything. Hmm. And again, it ties into what, um, going back to our original discussions around this Mera, where we were saying that um, from the, the original photographs we saw, we envisaged almost a, um, a Wild West, Western-style feel to it, almost like, um, oh, oh, what was the uh, Serenity? Um, oh, yeah. Josh, like uh, the Firefly? Fire, Firefly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I definitely get that feeling. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, if I, you know, Sabine would be about the right age anyway to, I mean, she survived. It said yeah. that in the uh, is it epilogue in Rebels, or was that an epilogue te- technically? Um, yeah, no, no, I think anything's possible. Still a little wild, still a little bit of outer rim. Nobody's, I, yeah, totally agree. The stormtroopers, if they're still there, they wouldn't know, really, four or five years after. They might be starting to know, but... <laughs> yeah. It's going to be very interesting. You can have all the, the gangs, I guess, trying to take... Uh, oh, yeah. Well, Jabba's spices. been dead for... Yes. You know, so... Still there. Yeah. And you've got Bring Black Sun. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely and the other thing that the other thing that could could potentially come into this, so I can't exactly remember when, but the aftermath books that were released before the Force Awakens came out, the the, the, the trilogy by Chuck Wendig, um, they are set again after Return of the Jedi and before the Force Awakens, and I can't remember exactly where in the actual um, in the timeline those particular books are set, but. If anything, I know Aftermath is pretty much straight after the, the explosion of, of, of the second Death Star. But you've obviously got the second two books after that, which are Life Debt and something else. And the name is escaping me. Um, I haven't actually read them yet, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm halfway through the first book, Aftermath, uh, which is why I'm drawing a blank. But you know that there could potentially be a bit of an overlap uh, in that particular time period with, with any of the characters that are in that, not to mention... In, it's the game Battlefront 2 where we see the um, Inferno Inferno, the Inferno squadron. squadron. Yeah, you never know. They could they could pop up as well. And I think it'd be great to kind of tie all these bits and pieces together. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I, I think it's a good time to be a Star Wars fan. Let's be honest about it. Um, mm. I know there's a lot of hoo-ha uh, around saturation in the market and star wars there's too much going on but you know we've kind of mentioned on this show beforehand that the volume isn't yeah the volume isn't the problem it's the quality that counts 
Um, and if, if they're producing quality content and judging by the fact that we've got Dave Filoni and John Favreau working on this particular show, um, I'm quietly confident that the quality is going to be up to scratch. Um, and we are going to get an absolutely brilliant TV show. Let's just hope that we in the UK can get it and the Disney Plus app is actually released and ready to go um, over here by that time. Fingers crossed. Exactly. And <clears throat> the other piece of news was in and around Galaxy's Edge. So uh, for you guys who obviously know, Galaxy's Edge is this Star Wars land that's being built uh, in Disneyland, California, and in Disney World in Florida. And I, again, if you, you guys listen to this on a regular basis, know I'm a huge fan of the, the Disney parks. Um, I've been there a few times this year. I'm actually over there in a couple of weeks for, for New Year's Eve, uh, which I'm really excited about. And I'll be taking a quick peek at how some of the construction's going on while I'm over there. But the news that kind of came out recently was that they have just completed the build of the Millennium Falcon in the Disneyland Park in California. Um, StarWars.com released some amazing photos uh, of what this thing is going to actually look like. And it kind of coincides, coincides with the launch of the name of the ride, uh, which is going to be the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, um, which I think is a really cool name. Let's be honest. Uh, Smuggler's Run. Uh, information about it is that you will actually get to pilot the Millennium Falcon. Now, for those guys who have seen our Twitter feed and listened a couple of weeks ago when we were lucky enough uh, to actually get invited to the Disney offices here in, the, in London in the UK, Dave, Ali and I sat in the cockpit of a mock-up of the Millennium Falcon. And that was awesome, let alone getting into a thing that actually lets you ride it and pretend that you're piloting this amazing ship. Um, I... I, I can't wait to go and I can't wait to ride it. I think that's going to be absolutely fantastic. And, and what they've kind of done to get you fully immersed is John Williams. I got his name right at that time um, has created this score for the galaxy's edge land, uh, which is just going to add even more of a look and a feel uh, to, 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 to the star Wars land. Um, but then also there's the second ride that was announced um, which is called Rise of the Resistance, where you get chased around by the First Order. So the thing that's interesting for me is that they're kind of, while we know that the, the Millennium Falcons, obviously in uh, The Force Awakens and in The Last Jedi, I, mean, I forgot the name of the film there. Um, <laughs> that shows how much of an impact it's had on me. Um, <laughs> even though we know it's in, in, in those films uh, and we know that it's referenced uh, in other material, it's good to see that they're keep keeping the traditions of the Millennium Falcon and the, the original trilogy kind of at the forefront uh, and obviously in tying in with the solo film as well. So I think that that's some interesting news that's kind of eking out of the, the Disney parks area. Um, Dave, uh, I know you, you, you've not had the opportunity to go to, to kind of Disney World or, or, or Disneyland in, in, in California, but Mera, have you had the opportunity to visit Disney World or even the uh, Disneyland in California by any chance? I haven't. I have not. Florida is the one state I haven't been to out of seven left to go to. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. wow. So you've done the rounds of all the states in the U.S. then? Yeah. Well, my dad was a long haul truck driver, a semi truck. So um, I got to travel with him a lot. And uh, yeah, wow. so very fortunate for that. But 
Yeah, as far as vacation time, I I am the the girl known as Mara. You need to take a vacation once in a while. <laughs> so it is definitely on my list to go, especially now with Galaxy's Edge coming out. I mean that I cannot miss. I won't miss that. No. So that's definitely on the bucket list. And I'm going to go off on a tangent here. What are the other six states just out of interest? Well, I haven't been to Alaska, Hawaii, um, the Montana, the, the Dakotas, and let's see, actually, New Mexico. Did I go to Arizona? Um, and then, ah, give me a map. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like the most northern and then the most uh, southwestern, yeah. yeah, including Alaska, Hawaii, and then of course Florida. But I've been around Florida, which is interesting. The very tippy bottom of uh, Texas is very, very flat, but I've been down to the very edge <laughs> <laughs> and Montreal cool. and, you know, Brazil, but those are outside the U.S. And of course, you have a trip to the UK. Fingers crossed, one day next year, so we can actually meet yes. you in person. Yes, that would be awesome. I'm so excited. We'll have to video podcast that one. Absolutely. So yeah, so I've been trying to work on a YouTube channel for us, funnily enough, uh, and um, that you never know that could be the first video that we premiere on our YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, it'll the be around Dave's birthday, right? Yeah, because I'm I'm mid March. Ah. Oh, look at that. We'll make you a cake, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I think we will definitely do the videoing before we have a celebratory birthday drink. Um, <laughs> I'm sure the, the world would not like to see the aftermath, uh, pardon the pun, uh, of what that would be like. But <laughs> no. We're a happy family. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's a nice way to round off the uh, the news section for this week, unless there's anything that I've missed, guys. The only thing that jumps out, um, I'd about Galaxy's Hedge, which um, which has now got a H on the front of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's your northern Galaxy's, accent coming out it, it, is, it is. Galaxy's Hedge. Um, Hedgerow. <laughs> um, Hedgerow, yes. Um, I'd, I'd also heard that on the, the Falcon ride, you got to meet Hondo and Chewie. They they yeah. were there to guide you through it. Yeah, Hondo is the uh, not narrator. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, he's the person that escorts you on the ride guide? and kind of walks you through. Guide, yeah, that's a better word. Uh, and obviously, Chewie is your co-pilot. Yeah, that I mean, that would, that would just be amazing. That. Yeah, I, 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 it's funny because I've met Chewie at the parks where you, it's like a photo opportunity where you sit and, you know, he gives you a hug and it's like literally hugging a big rug and it's amazing. Uh, although in the Florida heat, maybe not. But um, nevertheless, it, it's pretty cool meeting Chewie. And then obviously um, to pilot the Falcon with him, well, that'd just be amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Room. Oh. Um, and to be honest, Hondo has got to be my favourite rogue. He's just... Oh, he's, great. he's a great character. Great character. He's, he's, he's quite complex in that he's always out for himself. Yeah. And always quite happy to, to, to double-cross, but then every now and again he, he, he actually shows that he has a heart. Like Lando? Especially the <laughs> 
Yes, exactly. Yeah. And Lando is kind of like that, always a schmoozer. <laughs> yes. I, I was going to say, I think Lando would be my favorite rogue, if you want to well, call him that. You yeah. see, Lando, for me, became respectable, as Han Solo instead pointed yeah. out. Yeah. He, he became a general, didn't he? So, yeah. Hondo, he, he was always a rogue. Once a pirate, always a pirate. <laughs> yeah. You could say the same about Han if you go down that route. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but he was hero of the hero of the uh, rebellion, wasn't he? According to so, uh, so who was it that said that? Uh, yeah, true. Blew up the no, desk. Fair. That's a very good point. That is a very good point. <laughs> oh, see, there you go. That's just dicing uh, the slice in the Star yeah, Wars law yeah, yeah. in many different ways. Because because Hondo was always just just a small time thief, con artist. Gang member, gang leader. Mm. He, he was. He never really. He almost made it into the big time, didn't he? <laughs> he did nearly. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, he popped up in Rebels as well, didn't he? Oh yeah, he was in. He was in Rebels. He, he yeah. He was a mate with Ezra's, and he kept. That's up, it. That's what I'm saying that's where he 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 demonstrated <laughs> that he wasn't just this callous, selfish person. Yeah. He he would actually stick his neck out for, for Ezra, sort of, if he thought he was going to get rewarded. <laughs> that, that's what everything comes back to, though, isn't it? It's the reward at the end of the day. Um, Hondo was like it. Lando was like it. Ham was like it in uh, A New Hope. Let's be honest. All he wanted was the reward for saving Leia, and he was going to go and pay off Jabba and live happily ever after. As we know, that was obviously very different. But... <laughs> It's the end of the day. It's the reward that they're looking for. That you know that that that's the uh, that's the making of a good rogue. Let's be honest. Uh-huh. The the time when he captured Dooku and then Anakin and Obi Wan <laughs> in the Wars. That was just brilliant story. Absolutely brilliant story. I had completely forgotten about that. To have the tenacity to basically capture three Jedi. Um, yep. I know at that point Dooku's obviously a Sith, but nevertheless an ex Jedi. Um, that's that's quite some gumption from from one from a pirate. Yeah, because that's to be honest, he was a pirate in in, in Clone Wars. Um, so you know that, that's that that's not bad going. I think we've kind of changed the topic of yeah, the week yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> which, which I was going to say, was he also the pirate that was? Oh, the one where Anakin. And it was quite early on in the Clone Wars. Him, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka came across a farming community that was being terrorised by pirates. And they, they hired, or there was mercenaries who'd been hired by the village to defend them. Um, Embo was one of them. Embo, yeah. Yeah, he's the... Uh, yeah, that was right. I think that was the same episode. Listeners, if we are completely wrong, let us know. Uh, but if we are right, what's the name of the episode? <laughs> that that would have been the first time we came across Hondo, and and he had that tank and and a monkey lizard. Oh yes, I remember that. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So yes, so Hon that was Hondo's very first outing. You're making me want to go back and watch the Clone Wars all over again. That was one of the first episodes. Yeah. That. that that was season one. That 
Oh. So mm. as we diverged from anyway. <laughs> onto a different topic of the week, let's jump back to the main topic of the week. So as as highlighted in the introduction, guys, yes, today's topic of the week is going to be in and around troopers. I initially said stormtroopers, but then I really need to correct myself because they aren't all stormtroopers. Um, and this was actually an idea of one of your friends, Mera, if that's if that's correct. So if you want to give us a little bit more about where the inspiration came from. Yes. Well, um, my co-worker and friend, uh, Brad, um, just was intrigued that I was uh, a part of a podcast and he was and he loves Star Wars. I think it's it's just as great a love for it as ours is collectively. Um, He's just he would fit right in with his knowledge. He reads the books and, you know, he uh, educates me a little bit in some areas, believe it or not. Um, it, <laughs> we kind of play tag in that, but he's just like, you know, what would be a really great thing for you guys to talk about, um, is stormtroopers or the, their evolution or like the clone troopers and, and, uh, just the different variants of it. Cause, uh, he's always really liked, um, the, the, the stormtroopers and just wanted a little bit more story on it. And I kind of can't blame them. I mean, they were pictured of lot clones who mindlessly follow do they mindlessly follow yeah but um the different armor that they wear um is just very intriguing so yes he uh said if you have, if you have a talk about it i'd love to hear it because he's a, a regular listener so I said okay i'll put it right there because i love stormies too <laughs> <laughs> out a little uh, thing on Twitter saying, you know, what's your favorite stormtrooper? And I just listed my five and I've actually had some responses. So they, they've all been pretty interesting. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, of course, the traditional stormtrooper seems to be coming up and uh, death trooper. And yeah, they're just uh, just really great responses. Although Wild Water still likes the super trooper. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, very intrigued about it. I mean, and then you go on to uh, read more about them, and there are, are so many. I mean, the history of the Stormtrooper was what Galactic Republic's clone troopers, and I mean, all the armor, even then, and in the Clone Wars, is is interesting and really sleek. And um, I just love the uh, 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 evolution, if you will. Uh, and then we got Solo and those, the Mud Trooper, the what? Um, drawing a blank. We've got Death Trooper, Shore Troopers. Yeah, it's just uh, just amazing. Uh, excuse me, Rogue One brought those other ones. You're right. Oh. Pardon me. <laughs> I just got very excited talking about these. <laughs> but that, but that, that's just it. That, well, even, even if you were just to focus upon the... Um, the original trilogy era. So let's just say the Empire, the time of the Empire. So that would that would include Rogue One, that would include uh, Solo, uh, would include Rebels. Um, you just think about it. The, the, even the ones we've seen, either on TV, on in a movie, in computer games, 
you've got hundreds. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So the, 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 that's just like where to start. Okay, so I suppose you, your stormtrooper is the the base style, isn't it? Yes. Well, yeah. If we if we harken back to the first in the Star Wars universe from a not a chronological perspective, um, because obviously there's they first pop up in theory in Attack of the Clones, but from a film oh. perspective, <clears throat> it all drives from the stormtrooper from A New Hope. That was our first introduction to this mm-hmm. army of all looking the same soldiers uh, bursting through that door of the Tantive Four um, at the start before Darth Vader makes his entrance. You know, we see these troopers come in um, and they're quite striking, let's Mm. be honest. All in this white armour, black eyes, um, these black blasters that have a massive contrast uh, to how they're looking. Not to mention when we first see them, of course, the kind of interior design, if you want to call it that, I've gone a bit fancy there, of of the actual (laughs) ship is obviously white walls, white ceiling, um, and they're just bursting in, and, and it looks quite quite striking. And that's obviously one of the first things that, as a Star Wars fan, you kind of think of from a stormtrooper perspective. Um, and they don't actually change in the the, the sequel. Oh, sorry, in the original trilogy, there is no variation um, in the films, unless I've completely missed. Well, I tell a lie. Well, you do. You get the snow troopers. Um, we, we, and the sand did, troopers, I suppose. And yeah. The, yeah, I'm completely wrong. Yeah, forget what I just said, <laughs> we, listeners. We, we, <laughs> you, also, you also get um, this variation in the helmets as well. The the mm. the, the, the base stormtrooper helmet evolves over the three movies as well, and that might just be down to the fact of of them getting better at making mm. them, and for the actual uh, in the real world, so to speak. I don't know. But yeah, the the helmet does evolve slightly. Well, think of it this way. It's kind of a dress uniform, really. I mean, the basic stormtrooper is their uniform. And then, right, would you say? Mm -hmm. Um, It's their their combat uniform. Yeah. 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 So you've you've got that, uh, first of all, like the white, the regular one that we see the most of in the original trilogy. Then you have your, you know, fighters and your... Your other ones that we get introduced to, but yeah, I've always kind of considered it as that was the that was just the basic uniform that that's what you a regular stormtrooper did in war. So yes, well, I, I remember reading somewhere that it was um, a deliberate mm. just to create this um, contrast: the fact that they that they were evil. Yeah. And historical, whenever whenever you you've watched TV or movies on at the cinema and what have you, um, you you tended to have the bad guys dressed in black and the good guys dressed in white. Um, and so this this was a deliberate thing by George Lucas to try and um, confuse and the the viewer. And they're faceless too. We don't get personalized anything from a stormtrooper, do we? No, and that, that's quite a clever way of allowing them to get around because the the, the original movie was a U, 
and it allows you to kill stormtroopers that are faceless. Mm. Yeah. So you don't have high death counts because you don't know if you, when you first see them, you don't know if they're real people, you don't know if they're meant to be robots. Because mm-hmm. you never see them take the helmets off. No. I was just thinking that the only time you ever see a stormtrooper in in a manner of speaking takes off his helmet is when Luke is speaking to Leia. When he goes in and she says, Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? He then yeah. takes off his helmet. Um you don't see that in any of the movies. And even when you think in The Force Awakens, there's a there's a moment where Finn takes off his helmet mm. um and Captain Phasma says to him who told you you can take off your helmet? Mm. Um, just to really emphasise the fact that taking it off is such a, a rarity, as it were, um, that it does inflict this unique, faceless, personal, de- depersonalised killer, if you want to yeah. think about yeah. it that way. Yeah. Well, and it, yeah, exactly. And that you have to be told when you can take it mm. off. Mm. But you know, that, that, it really, again, I've just said it harks back to um, medieval times when executioners wore masks. Yeah. They were faceless executioners, the same as Mm -hmm. the stormtroopers are. Yeah. Well, they're conditioned and they're picked. Well, they're picked in the first order, but, you know, I mean. The the normal people, aren't they? Yeah. As we saw with Han Solo, the Solo movie, he was a normal, normal trooper. Although he was he was just a mud trooper, wasn't he? Yeah. He was. Well, I, how, were they still really clone troopers in the? Um, no, by the time we got they, to a new hope, anyway. I mean, no, they were they were cons- conscripted yeah. men and women, then, weren't they? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's very yeah, they were normal people by then. The the yeah. clones had, I suppose they'd grown old and died, hadn't they? Because we we saw that with the Rebels TV show when we saw Rex. Yes, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they they had accelerated aging to to allow them to grow an army quickly. Exactly. Wasn't it? It was three times as fast, wasn't it? If I remember correctly. Yeah. Yes, possibly. Which is so why that... when we meet when we meet Boba Fett in Attack of the Clones, yeah, he's like he's like nine. Maybe ten years old, um, but, but he but didn't then, get the accelerated growth, did he? He was he the normal one. Yeah, Django Fett made sure that he had normal growth hormones, if that's the case, um, so he could grow as a proper child. Whereas when we see Attack of the Clones, we're seeing these men who are easily in their twenties uh, at, the, at the at the youngest. Um, yeah. So therefore, you definitely see them <clears throat> in various different ages and, and a lot older than what he would have been. Of course, he was still a clone, right? Absolutely. Yeah. But just allowed to grow normally. Yeah. Interesting. So in in preparation for this, I have actually found a definitive list of every single type of trooper. (laughs) It's a lot. And there are bundles. There are a lot more than I remembered um, well, clearly, after I, after I said that there's only one version of it, of a Stormtrooper in A New Hope, well, I clearly missed out about six. Um, <laughs> but if, uh, and I'm going to say this lightheartedly, but I mean it in a good way. If we didn't have the Clone Wars, we wouldn't have seen probably half of these. Right. Because a lot of them were introduced in the Clone Wars. Um, and, and the article actually 
puts them in order of kind of creation, if you want to call it that. Yeah. So the first one is Clone Trooper, Clone Trooper Phase One, mm-hmm. which is the first time we get to see a Clone Trooper. But then there are things like an Arc Trooper, Clone Trooper Pilot, uh, Flame Trooper, Biker Advanced Recon Commander, Clone Cold Salt Trooper, Clone Republic Commando, Clone Gunner, Clone Ordnance Specialist, Clone Scuba Scuba Trooper. Um, don't try and say that too fast too often. Um, Riot Clone Trooper, Special Operations Trooper, Clone Trooper Phase 2, Advanced Recon Force Trooper, i.e. Scout Trooper, Shock Trooper, Galactic Marine, uh, mm-hmm. Clone Paratrooper, and then it hit Stormtrooper. So there was all of those even before we got to the Stormtrooper. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't even remember half of them, to be completely honest. Um, obviously, the ARC Troopers are quite well known. Um, I really liked the Knolls that were, the, the, that were in the Karen Travis novels that obviously are now no, no longer um, canon. But again, they were a very a popular um, clone of me as an individual. And then the list carries on. Uh, Patrol Trooper from Solo, Mud Trooper, Mimban Stormtrooper, Range Trooper, Death Squad, Death Troopers, Hover Tank Trooper, Shore Trooper, or else known as the Scarif, Scarif Trooper, uh, Space Trooper, Sand Trooper, TIE Fighter Pilot, Imperial Combat Driver, A Atta Atta Pilot, Snow Trooper, Scout Trooper, then we hit First Order Stormtrooper, First Order Riot Control Stormtrooper, First Order TIE Fighter Pilot, yeah. First Order Snow Trooper, First Order Flame Trooper, First Order Mega Blaster Heavy Assault Trooper, uh, First Order Executioner Trooper, and then it says Honourable Mention to Captain Phasma, and then the uh, Emperor's Royal Guards, and then the Praetorian Guards. Okay. That's quite you've a list. You've got yeah, but that's not even the special. Yeah. I was going to say, okay, if you've, if you've got the... Praetorian Guards and the Imperial Guards. Uh-huh. You've also got the Senate Guards. Yeah. Yeah. Blue, the blue ones. Yeah. 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 You've, they didn't have Shadow Troopers in there. Well, are those Specialized Troopers? Because that's a different category. Well, they were Specialized Troopers in there because you had Snow Troopers. Oh, well. Yeah. Mm. Troopers. Yeah, because yeah, Scout troopers. Scouting. Yeah, and Shadow, Scout Space. Yeah. yeah. Riot Control. Yeah. Did, did, was the Death Star Trooper on there? Uh, Death Trooper. The Death Trooper was... Imperial on... Heavy? No. No, no, no not, not the Death Trooper, the Death Star Trooper. Oh, nope. is that the Shadow Trooper? No, the, the, the Death Star Trooper was the guys in the black uniform, but you, you saw their faces like the... Uh, mud troopers and they had them flaring helmets oh yes 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 okay yeah um, and the name of those guys are <laughs> no no they're, they're the death death star troopers or, oh that's what they are called okay yeah, that's what they were called but i think they, they were almost like um, imperial navy troopers yes okay yeah. yeah and then was the attack driver on there yeah the attack pilot was yeah what about the the D- P eight eighty 
ATP uh, ATDP drivers. Mm-hmm. The ones that you saw in Rebels. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, lift. Hold on, I'm just the, scrolling like, down. You had the two-legged walkers. Yeah. And they had the drivers that Ezra nicked the helmet from. Yeah, yeah, I did see them. I remember that because it's got a picture next to their helmets next to them. And I definitely remember seeing that picture. Okay. Um, what else have you got? Um, oh, really? But were they... Were they the same? I think they were similar helmets. I don't know if they were the same troopers. That again from Rebels, because you you had the you know the bike, the guys on the the patrol bikes, like as down on the speeder bikes. The patrol yeah. troopers? No. But they weren't patrol troopers because they they were wearing the same type of helmets as mm. the yes the, the, yes the drivers of the 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 ATDPs. See that's it. There's such a long list of of, of troopers that are uh, I mean, originals. Kind of, yeah. yeah, it's amazing. We need to maybe write a little uh, <laughs> write up about this and have uh, the pitches and add are you, are you, are you offering, are you offering Mara? Mara, are you offering? <laughs> I'm offering. I will certainly. I could. I could whip up something here. I think maybe. <laughs> Definitely. You, you got the, the scout trooper drivers. Yeah. So, so scout yeah. So I then I found a subsequential list on. So this is from <laughs> Wikipedia. So yeah. this is probably going to be a lot more accurate. You've got 1,001st Stormtrooper Division. You've then got Aquatic Assault Stormtrooper, Arctic Jump Trooper, Armored Stormtrooper, Beach Trooper, Bomb Squad Trooper, Cave Trooper. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think, looking at the ones that they did, that they've did not um, that they didn't mention the previous list that was on Gamespot, Crimson Stormtrooper, which is the red guy from Resistance, the one in the red Stormtrooper uniform that's in Resistance. Um, oh, isn't well? I was going to say the, the the Crimson Stormtroopers weren't they the Stormtrooper army of the of the Imperial Guard? Emperor Palpatine's guard, when they went into into combat, they wore stormtrooper armor in red, didn't they? Elite Imperial stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Dubak, <laughs> Dubak trooper. Des- desert stormtrooper. How is that different to a sand trooper? Uh, oh yeah, exactly. Quite. Um, in fact, they are one in the same. Looking at their pictures, also referred to as a sand trooper. There you go. Yeah. So, desert stormtrooper is their official title, apparently. Um, oh. Evo Trooper, Forest Jump Trooper, Forest Trooper, Grenada Trooper, apparently. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's loads of these different, yeah. yeah, Imperial Cadet, and there's a load of Imperial Trooper versions as well. Imperial Navy Commando, Imperial Shock Trooper. Um, well, they but there's no pilots. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pilots pur- pur- <laughs> Purge Trooper. There's no mention of the Death Star Trooper that you mentioned, though, Dave. Is that, well, it's... I like, wonder if they... Yeah, maybe he's not classed as a Stormtrooper, I don't know. But it's, mm-hmm. it's almost like he's wearing... It's... It's it's almost... Oh, it might be Imperial Navy Trooper. That might be their official title. But they were stationed on the Death Star. Yeah. And they wore, like, a black material uniform, not armoured. And they had like a, a an open-faced helmet with a flaring mm-hmm. 
a flaring helmet. Yeah. With like small holes in the back of it. Or, or well, maybe not holes. Almost like, um, <laughs> almost hazard to say that. It's almost like wearing your mother's colander on the back of your head. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm always going to think of it that way when I watch it now. Yeah, I know, yeah. No, and they're, they're the guys that like press press the levers to um, ignite ignite the yes. uh-huh. the Death Star. Yeah, they show them a little bit more. Did they keep that? Oh, I'm trying to think. No, it was Rogue One that we saw them again because yes. of the Death Star. Okay, yes. yeah, because a couple of them had more speaking lines. So, yeah, very interesting. The one you kind of see in Spaceballs. At an exaggerated. Manish <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Walsh be with you. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be really, I mean, I mean, like I said, we could go on and on about the different variations and the special classes and all this other stuff. It's just really, really uh, interesting to me how they have uh, just developed over the years and just become more specialized, too, instead of just having... Um, like our first introduction to them. Um, I I like that, but <laughs> classification, yeah. It well, it gives them that. Like, oh, that guy's a tank. Yeah, to that sell guy's... toys. Yeah, it's just well, allowed to sell toys. That might have <laughs> cynic in me. That is the cynic in me. But it is so that they can sell toys. But what does the collector in you say, Dave? It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> give me more troopers. That's what he says in yeah. me. It Absolutely. Does, it does. Yeah. Well, it think does. of our special forces, right? Our well, um, that's, and... that's my mission to get every t- form <laughs> of of stormtrooper in the Black Series. I'm not doing too bad at the moment. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I, I'm yeah. To your point, though, that is, it is quite cynical to think, oh, they're just doing it to make more money. And let's be honest, they are, because they know there are people who are like yourself like me, like many other fans all over the world, that will go out and buy because they look so cool. And then there are those of us, I'm using the word us because I think it's a collective, where the fans will buy one and just either unbox it or box it and then leave it. And then there are the individuals who buy two of each, one to unbox and one to leave in a box. Um, which again makes more money so (laughs) but again it adds to the collection of many of us because i'm the same many of my collection are trooper based um i have a i have a thing for the dark side uh clearly in my collection for the most part i have vader more a bunch of boba fett stuff which of course let's harken back is the there i call it the inspiration uh to the stormtrooper um it's Django fett it's the the look and feel um we know that when he was drafted in Django Fett to become this clone master if you want to call it that he it took their DNA because he was the best in what he does and in <laughs> killing people let's be honest um so and of course one of the original sketches um for Boba Fett the as incredibly now popular uh, uh oh god what's the word I'm looking for prototype Thank you. The prototype armor that was drawn for Boba Fett was all in white, yeah. as what is now the the the, the actual trooper 
colour. So it's an interesting way that my kind of collection really diverted the conversation there. But the, ultimately, my collection is of Stormtroopers. I, I just have a thing about the Stormtrooper uniform. To, to your point earlier on, David, we actually touched on this last week about a collection where we have uh, the Shadow Trooper dual pack, which is a Shadow Trooper and a uh, Scout Trooper in, 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 in the all black. Um, and then has led me on to actually have the Death Trooper from Rogue One as my, as my second favourite. Uh, because I, I just like the fact that it's all in black. Maybe it's because it reminds me of Darth Vader. I'm not too sure. But um, for me, the two, my two favourites anyway, are the Shadow Trooper and then the Death Trooper. I just think they look super cool yeah. and that is part of my collection. Yeah. It's Scout Troopers for me. I didn't want to speak in your behalf, but I was kind of half expecting that. <clears throat> yeah. How many Scout Troopers have you got in your collection, Dave? Okay, before I answer that, from where <laughs> at, from where I am sat, I can see about thirty-six stormtroopers, <laughs> not counting Lego ones, <laughs> and not counting ones on artwork. Yes, I can see about thirty-six. Yes, but anyway. Scout Troopers. Ooh. Um, just having a quick look now. <laughs> well, while he counts, <laughs> unless you're ready, Dave. <laughs> I'd, okay, I would I would say, again, not including Lego ones, I would probably got, because I can't see them all, I would say I have got Scout Troopers. And that would include Shadow Scout Troopers, mm. of which I've got two. Mm, nice. It would also include snow scout troopers, of which I've got two. Yes. Yes, about 15, maybe. Sorry, Mayor. No, that's fine. It's a nice quick count. You were going to say something? Oh, yeah. Well, I was just going <laughs> to... I, I have developed a love of, of the stormtroopers over the last few years, especially. I mean, I've kind of always liked them, but you know that I am partial to a droid first and yeah. foremost. <laughs> but um, for for dark side, I've always really been fascinating by the stormtroopers. But I, for some reason, the tank trooper just Ooh. stands out for me the most. I think we don't see, and I don't see enough of him. I mean, we got this glimpse in Rogue One of this tank trooper, and he has his own individual look. My second is probably the death trooper. Because it's it's unique and sleek and menacing, but there's just something about the tank trooper, the helmet, the um, the armor, the because there he's not. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, um, but it doesn't seem like he's as fully armored. Mm. Probably because he's, he's in the tank, but yeah, he's he's upper torso's armored, but he's he's less yes. and yeah. more material. Yeah. yeah, from the knees up. If memory mm-hmm. serves correct, it's just like a trouser. But yeah. ironically, he's then uh, got armor on from the knees downwards, which is a bit weird. Uh, yeah. But yeah, to your point, Mary, maybe it's because he is in a tank and he's only exposed from the waist upwards. Right. So he doesn't technically, he's not in the front, so he doesn't need to be fully armored. I mean, they seem to take uh, the shore troopers or the beach troopers off of that design as far as the helmet's concerned because we see more of those 
but for some reason it's just it intrigues me that you know the helmet and the the whole the whole thing really like them a lot well i was just say my my second favorite now to be honest is the range trooper yeah another good one really like the helmet really like the yeah. the the fur <laughs> that it wears <laughs> i thought you were going to say the boots <laughs> i like the boots as well to be fair yeah, I do like you the fly upside down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, which, when when you look at them and a scout trooper, you got the scout trooper is probably the the least armored of the lot because he's got the torso, he's wearing the helmet, mm-hmm. he's got the the shin and knee guards downwards. His legs are bare, the same as the tank trooper, and his arms are bare. Other than, I think he's got. Uh, um, elbow and shoulder pads and that's about it really so he's the light lightest armored mm-hmm. and then you've got the range trooper yeah. which is the opposite he's, he's practically walking tank mm, yes that's a good description <laughs> do you think Still he has shot as easily but... well yeah do you think he has that much amount of armor though and cladding because of the weather possibly yeah. Whereas when you I, think of the, the shore well, trooper is Scarif, which looks to be quite a paradise tropical in climate, you know, you don't want to have too much uh, armor on, you might as well start sweating under there. That's not going to be comfortable, is it? True, just, but you got, you got snow <clears throat> troopers. They they wear less armor. Yeah. Well, not less armor, but actually they do. Looking at them, they look they wear less armor as well because they've got they've got the big helmets but then it's a it's a fabric in front of the faces mm. and their legs are material again with knees yeah yeah they've got the long coats um, yeah i don't know the range troopers are just yeah they seem to be the most heavily armored yeah and there's one type of trooper that We'll get another honourable mention, and that Dave, I'm looking, I'm virtually looking at you here for this one. That is the um, crossover Oriental uh, ninja samurai type version of the stormtroopers that you have a, quite a variety of. Yes, I've got. And I can't remember their official name, which is why I kind of went off tangent a little bit there yeah. on the name. <laughs> the Bandai movie. Bandai, that's the one. Thank you. Yes. yes. Yes, the movie realizations. So I've got them on my desk at work, um, and I've got I've got a sand trooper, I've got a storm trooper, I've got a musician trooper, which obviously is is probably not canon. Um, <laughs> that would be me. I yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. There you go. It's it's a it's a Mara trooper. Um, <laughs> um, and I've got an archer trooper who is possibly the best from 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 my perspective mm. of because of, it is so unique um but then i've also seen a shadow trooper version which i don't have which which is on my list and i've also now seen a oh i don't know what oh i don't know what type it'll be called but he's carrying a massive spear but he's wearing the same helmet as the archer trooper so it's the the other stormtroopers and the sandtroopers are wearing stormtrooper-esque helmets that are just done in a slightly more oriental way 
but the the archer trooper and this this spear trooper are wearing the front face of a stormtrooper, but the helmet itself is almost like a Chinese um, is it sampan hat. You know, the, the they're almost like the the conical style flat mm. conical style hats. They're almost like that. You see the peasants wearing. Getcha. Yeah. 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 So it's almost like that type of hat, but as part of the helmet. I think we'll go with the name of Spear Trooper for now because that sounds pretty cool. The bit of spear is, yeah, he's, got, he's carrying a massive spear, and I think he's got a um, a back panel that's like a flag, similar to the the mm. musician troop. So yeah, so that yeah, I've got a couple that I'm now outstanding that I'm I'm hunting for. But they are cool. I really like the crossover with the Samurais. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that Disney have actually done well, uh, Disney Lucasfilm, I should say, is continuing the kind of style menace, if you want to call it, and how a Stormtrooper is uh, in the new films. I'm, I'm not going to talk about first The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi yet, but effectively, when you look at what they have done with the original trilogy era movies like um, Solo and, of course, Rogue One, they've got the Stormtroopers down to an absolute T with how they look and feel, um, which is which is incredibly important to keep the franchise going the way it needs to, in my opinion. Um, you can imagine if they completely deviated away from how everything looked in and around that particular time just because they wanted to take their own spin. Um, yeah. And I think that's quite a, a tip of the cap, as it were, uh, to Lucasfilm and Disney to continue to do that. I mean, you can imagine the outrage if they just completely change the look and feel. Um, and then even when you think of what they've actually done in The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, the, while they've kind of rounded them from a, from a helmet perspective, um, I, I found them. Well, yeah, I yeah I heard that um, as a joke that they are the Apple Stormtrooper um, oh. because they just look like a Mac um, and the, 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 the way that they're it's, it's quite it's quite funny when you think about it because ultimately it looks nothing like a Mac or an iPhone but, <laughs> but <laughs> Apple have kind of dominated this this kind of black background with a white Apple or, or, or kind of flipping that to the, the the white background with a black Apple that has now kind of become known as a an apple trooper because of the styling when actually when you think about it, the styling which was all white and black as we've already touched on was from 1977 in the original film and what lucas disney film uh disney and lucasfilm sorry have done is is continue that and they've just evolved the trooper the way it evolved from the clone wars through to the original trilogy um and and I still like the design of the force of the trooper. I think they've done very well in how they look and, and what they do. Um, still quite menacing. You know, if we think back to the opening scene in the force awakens, where the first order lands on, I can't remember the name of the planet. Jakku. Oh, it's Jakku, isn't it? Yeah. God, my, my memory, <laughs> my blank. Thank you. Um, and the way they come pounding out of their, of their ships, um, blaster firing flame troopers going they, they are effectively doing exactly what the stim troopers did in the original scene um in a new hope and uh, that for me that's a that's a massive win for for the lucas from disney partnership in making these films yeah it is yeah 
the continuity is there. That you can see like the legacy, the evolution of the stormtrooper armor. Absolutely. Mm. It's lovely. And, and of course, there's a, a little bit of a shout out to certain extent to the 501st, who obviously have continued um, their kind of adoption of a variety of different troopers and, and this, that, and the other. And Dave, if you harken back to when we were in Germany, um, how we saw a stall um, in celebration where you could buy ready made, as it were, stormtrooper outfit. I think it was around 400 euros for an outfit, if I remember correctly, for a uniform. Uh, yeah, I think it was more than that. I think the helmet was a couple of hundred euros. You were, you was almost looking at a grand for a full. Ah, oh, maybe the helmet was four hundred, and then the rest of it was making Could it up be. to a grand. Yeah, yeah. And that was yeah. for almost um, movie accurate armor, which yes. is obviously what you're going to be looking for, especially if you want to join the the five hundred first, etc. And we, we kind of looked at it and thought, wow, that's a uh, that's a hell of a lot of money. Um, so I'm I'm going to stick with my my hoodie um, <laughs> that I've got, which is a Mark Echo hoodie that does up at the front to give me a, a trooper helmet, uh, <laughs> as that was a lot more affordable. Yeah, right. Definitely. Do it up, Alex. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and obviously, Dave, you have the Boba Fett alternative. I do. I do have indeed. Um... And I've, I'm just looking now. I've also got a couple of helmets, life-size, proper human-sized helmets as well. So I've got a Mark One uh, clone trooper. I've got a Mark One Cody. Uh, no, sorry, a Mark One Rex helmet. I've got a Boba Fett helmet. I've got a Stormtrooper helmet from the Black series. Which is really nice. It's a really nice helmet, that. Um, and I've also got an X 501st Shadow Trooper helmet. Um, it was a guy that was looking, well, he'd left the 501. He used to be a member of the 501st and he'd, he'd retired and, and decided that he'd hang up his uniform and he was looking to get rid of bits and pieces of his uniform. And so um, I managed to get my hands on his helmet. <laughs> We can edit that Dave, out. Dave, the filter of helmets. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll edit that out in post-production, Dave. Don't worry. Uh, oh, yeah. Of course you will. <laughs> no, I won't. I'll leave that in next. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Mara has her little Lego set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the only helmet well, she has goes on her little Lego men. <laughs> <laughs> Although it is, it's funny you say that, Mara, because obviously in this year's um, Lego Star Wars event advent calendar. Yeah. Yesterday was day fifteen, and yesterday yeah. we got we got a Death Trooper, that and it so looks funny. so cool, but without a gun. What, so, what yeah, I'm my 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 guess was the day before that there was the little um, weapon rack that oh, had okay, two yeah. guns, and one of them is for him. Well, okay. that's what I'm that's what I'm doing anyway. Um, good, good. Uh, but yeah, I, I I do like the Lego minifigures that are the troopers. I've got a few of them in my collection, um, mm. and I think they look really cool. Again, kind of pretty much 
spot on from a design perspective. I mean, you can't go too wrong with a Lego figure, let's be honest. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, that's a pretty cool figure. And I must admit, it's probably one of my favorites so far at this year. We're only at day 16. So oh, we've still got... Definitely my favorite one in the yeah. calendar because I don't even know if today was a little Rathta or was that a Fatalac? <laughs> it was a Rathta. It was a Rathta, yes. It was right. a Rathta, okay. It is, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just um, kind of like, this should be a Rathta, but I don't know. So what, when, I, what, when I built it, I then turned it upside down because if you turn it upside down, it looks like the start of a Sarlacc pit yes. uh, as well. So, you know, uh, depending on your, your your preference, you can go as a Rathta or as a Sarlacc pit. Take pit from, from a certain <laughs> of view <laughs> indeed from a certain point of view that very famous star wars quote um but i think that covers our topic well, of the week guys unless there's something else that i've missed well would well, you link into the lego thing i reckon that today lego have probably made the most stormtrooper helmets ever oh yeah hands down no one will come anywhere near them no you consider even if you consider all of the the Kenner stormtroopers going back forty years now. If you, mm. if you consider that Kenner were then bought by Hasbro, so that's a continuity. We say that Hasbro Kenner. I reckon Lego would beat them for the number of stormtrooper helmets. Mm-hmm. Wonder if it's possible to find out the numbers. Could be. By we, the way, we... you need a Lego range trooper, Dave. They're cute. Not that I you get it for the cute factor. Yeah, I don't have one of them. They, I mean, they come with the train set, don't they? You know the um, yeah. the train that they attempt to hijack in Solo. Yeah. Yeah. I've got an eye. I've got my eye on the buildable figure for the Range Trooper. I've got um, him. Oh, I've cool! Got him. I, I have my eye on him. I haven't yes. got him just yet. Um, I might have to swing by the Lego store while I'm out in Disney World uh, in a couple of weeks just to pick it's, him up because I think he looks. It is a very good piece, though. Yeah. Yeah. Really good piece. Yeah, yeah, they're all amazing. I want like one of each. <laughs> 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 but I might have to buy sets to get it. Well. <laughs> this, this, this is where the collector comes into it, Mara. <laughs> because I wanted to get all of the the rebels from going slightly going off topic here again yet again um i wanted to collect all of the rebels from rogue one yeah and so i've ended up having to buy (laughs) about seven different sets (laughs) because because the figures were spread over it was was things like uh, k2so only came with krennic shuttle oh it's as almost as if they want you to spend more money to get more specs. <laughs> oh, you think? Yeah, that was plotting people. So yeah. the, the collector yeah. and finisher in us will actually have the full set that you're looking for. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah, I, I, I literally had to get um, the shuttle, the U-wing, the AT-ST, the tank, which comes with, with two tank drivers, actually. Um, uh, what else was it? There was the Battle on Scarif set. So it's, you've had to buy every <laughs> set to collect the entire. <laughs> I'd have to get a bigger house. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you'll make a collector out of me yet, guys. <laughs> yes, it's what it's what happens. 
<laughs> this is what happens when you join the big boys club, as you rightly said earlier on, Mara. So. Yeah. Big boys, yeah, you show it's some big boys, not just little boys. No, I'm in the big boys club. Well, I, I said boys, I didn't say men, so. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I think that wraps up our topic of the week quite nicely. Uh, a very good time uh, in this particular podcast as well. Uh, we have been going for pretty much an hour and a half almost, which is pretty cool. Uh, and quite a measured time for a podcast uh, for us lot, I'd have to admit. Um and therefore, it's a good place to wrap up today's podcast, guys. So I'm going to quickly ask you both for some final thoughts on today. Uh, Mera, starting with you, final thoughts for today's podcast. Final thoughts. Well, um, keep collecting stormtroopers. That's my goal. Um, always uh, looking forward to seeing what new um, chapters are going to come out. And, and speaking of stormtroopers, what other things we may see in that um particular uh, part of star wars i mean with the mandalorian i mean what's it it's gonna i'm very intrigued by the mandalorian the more i read about it the more like maybe the sabine aspect of it is even more intriguing i i just love the way we seem to see this being sewn together of of the rebels and the movies, uh, the animations, Clone Wars, and things like that, just all kind of coming together finally. Like something touches something else in the universe that's that's coming out, or and it's really very exciting. And like you said, Alex, it's an exciting time for Star Wars fans. There's so many stories and so many possibilities, not just with the Mandalorian, but the Cassian Andor series. I mean. That's chock full of amazing potential that we haven't even really begun to think about. At least I haven't. And once I start down that path, I'm just, I get all tingly all over because it's like, <laughs> I just cannot wait. I, we are, it's exciting. I'm very excited. And uh, yeah, yeah, can't wait. Dave, final thoughts from you. I'm going to go back to how we opened the, the podcast. Thank you very much to everybody who's ever listened to us, everybody who's ever engaged with us on Twitter. Um, whether you agree with us or whether you disagree with us and, and want to debate it, thank you so much for, for, for being part of the conversation, for being our friends, um, for, for talking to us, engaging with us and, and giving us the success we've had for, for 12 months. Thank you for being part of the family. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I can top that, to be fair. Um, mm-hmm. But I will try. Yes. Um, awesome topic of the week. Great conversation, guys. Um, happy to talk about Stormtroopers any day of the week, uh, as you both rightly know. Uh, <laughs> but again, guys, thank you very much. For, for listening to the Jedi Council podcast. You can find us on Twitter. We are at the Jedi underscore council. You can find us on Instagram. We are at the Jedi underscore council underscore TJC. You can find us on Facebook by searching for the Jedi Council TJC. You will find us on there as well. You can find our podcast on iTunes. You can find them on SoundCloud. You can find them on our website. First and foremost, it's www www.com www.i got too excited there 
the-jedi-council.com where you will see some commentary from us, some news, some articles, some opinions, and also you'll find a listing of all of our podcasts, past and present, um, for your enjoyment. Uh, don't forget, if you do want to give us a, a review, go to iTunes, give us a review, preferably a five-star, because it sounds a lot better. Uh, but obviously, if you do have some questions for us or anything like we are trying to be as interactive as possible on on Twitter, like I said, at the Jedi underscore council. Um, and we do get involved. We do get engaged in the conversation. Um, and also keep an eye out over the next few weeks where we'll be continuing the Lego Star Wars Advent calendar. Um, pictures of the day. And of course, remember, may the force be with you. Remember, the force will be with you always.